Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. I'm Joanna Daniel. If you've been with us since the start of this week, you would have heard that I said I'm talking about father-daughter, mother-daughter, mother and son, father and son relationship. I'm talking about our relationship with our parents, with our caregivers for the rest of the daily Stories That Shape Us podcast as we wind down to the 365 days. So today I want to talk about, I want to give some perspective, add some context uh, to some of the reasons why mother-daughter relationship or for mother-son, father-and-son relationship struggles. And there's some research that I read, and I don't remember where I read the research that says that a, a daughter, I'm going to say a woman, will not be able to understand her mother's context until she's 30. When the brain is developed, when the brain is fully developed, um, you can understand that, oh, she did this because of this. Now, sometimes that is really small comfort because when the damage is, is really life-changing, I was just watching a podcast where a young man was talking about his mother's mental health and how it impacted him and how he responded and relate in relationships as a result of her mental health. And we know that when there's mental health in the family, it's trauma. Everybody is, is, is impacted by it. And it was really good that he was able to identify how it makes him, how he shows up as a, as a man in a relationship and the things that he did and how that was injurious to other people. So today I want to talk about the ambivalent mother and what is that? And you might recognize this in your own mother or you might be the mother that this is your story. Because I know that as a mother myself, sometimes there are certain things that happen in our parenting where sometimes women are, are shaming and so we struggle to share our, str- our challenges with others because we're ashamed. So if you were in this position and you never shared, you know, be gentle with yourself, be understanding with yourself. It's never too late to get help. And I always said our children are never too old for us to start to develop close connection with them. But for the ambivalent mother, she has complex feelings, uh, complex or contradictory feelings or emotions around motherhood. So she might she she will experience love and care and nurture and kindness and empathy, and on the on on sometimes she's resentful, apathetic, um, anxious, bored, guilty, um, even hate. Sometimes so there's this mixed bag of emotions and feelings that are going on, and she don't understand them because nobody talks about them. Nobody talks about these because women are afraid to talk about it because we're afraid of being judged. So we never talk about it. So these fluctuations in fluctuations in feelings are experiences sometimes that that um, happen sometimes at different developmental stages in the child's life. So if you're a mother, you might have experienced it when they were babies or you experienced it when they were teenagers or you experienced it you know, when they were just born or toddler or, and sometimes I talk, when I do my course, Parenting After Trauma, I talk about this being a time of 
uh, being triggered by the needs of your children sometimes can cause that fluctuation. So different things, it's complex. Different things can cause this ambivalence in, in the mother relationship with the child. So um, if you think about, you know, were you in this position? They, they, you know, you want to be, as I said, be kind with yourself. So some, sometimes the, the emotions like resentment and hate, there are emotions that no mother would want to acknowledge or talk about. Don't even want to acknowledge it to self. In fact, there are not many places to talk about these kind of feelings. There are not many places that are safe enough for us to talk about them. So you can imagine how this would impact attachment. So if, you're, if, you, if your mom was one time loving and kind and nurturing and caring, but then the next time she was anxious and there was guilt and she lacked empathy that would impact you greatly that would have a that would have an effect that that wouldn't be that would help develop insecure attachment because you never know you never know who which mother you're going to get today and you never know um, who is she going to be this evening and so i think that's why it's so important for us to provide safe spaces for women to share and to talk and to be honest with feelings so they can be worked through because when you're hiding from them and you're not sharing them with anybody else, you just have them locked in on your own. And that's where the challenges come. And that's where the insecure attachment will happen. So a new, for example, a new mother will go through lots of confusing feelings and emotions. And sometimes um, the joy we expect to feel isn't the lived reality for a lot of people. The joy and, you know, I always say when I had the twins that there was nobody knocking drums and announcing them to the world. And that's what I thought. I, I don't I didn't think that that would happen. But somehow I expected it to there to be more fanfare than just the, the mundane, boring. Here are the babies. The nurses come, the help visitor come, you know, and all of the professionals come and they talk to you. And and I'm waiting for this feeling. I'm waiting for this feeling that didn't come straight away. Well, it didn't come at all. I mean, what came was, was dread because I had to leave my daughter in hospital and that was traumatic for me and for her. So I, I, I remember it being in the ward and there was noise around me because everybody's excited that I had twins. And I remember my siblings being there and the help visitor came and everybody else is excited and this noise and I'm quiet, just almost watching it happen because I'm thinking, where is the feeling? Where is the feeling that is supposed to be um, amazing and this this surge of adrenaline and joy it, it didn't and it was just flat it was just another day now I'm not saying I went through ambivalence with my children but I'm saying you know I remember clearly that day I can still see myself in that hospital ward lie, lying on the bed sitting up in the bed and everybody's around me excited and and buzzing and I am not I'm just flat you know I'm like um it's like a fizzy drink, but there's no fizz. I don't have any fizz. Um, and of course, that moves swiftly into panic and anxiousness because she was ill. One of, one of them were ill. So there was none of those things. And so, and I remember being on, when, I, when they moved me to another part of the ward, and there were uh, about six of us on that ward. And I never forget the day when all of those women started crying. They just started crying. And I was wondering, what, what's wrong? What happened? And the nurse said, you know, it's normal for you to cry after giving birth. 
like it just this there's just maybe that's the, the the feeling that I that I thought was going to be something else that that's what it was mine came a little bit later when I snapped up my husband and then cried <laughs> oh yeah this is when I realized it because the doctor we had a friend who was a doctor and he was working at the hospital and he came to see us and I was there snappy and crying and I, he was the one that told my husband that it's okay, it's normal, that mothers usually after babies that this will happen. So I'm like, so I'm listening to them talk going, oh, so my tears is just kind of normal and regular. So there's so many things that happen because there's so many changes that happen in our bodies. There's psychological changes. There's the changes in our body. There's a, our work change. Um, you stay home for a year and I remember one time after I left work and started homeschooling, but the children were still small and I was at the park in the middle of the day pushing the children. And I remember thinking to myself, but shouldn't you be at work? I should be at work, not at the park pushing. I mean, I chose to be at the park pushing the, the, the swing, but I remember thinking that. So we go through so many changes and sometimes the, the brain can take a while to catch up. The feelings can take a while to catch up with the decision that we made to have children. So if you're in this position and you're realizing that you there's this you know contradictory feelings there's there it's it's complex be gentle with yourself get some help to talk through it so find a safe space to talk through it to understand what's happening and at the beginning of this podcast episode I said I was going to give context and for you who have insecure attachment with your mother you know ask her about the bird story ask her about how she felt ask her about if it's safe and if you can talk to her and she's not harmful and toxic you know Ask her about those things. And if you're listening and you do not have a mother to ask and you have experienced the broken heartedness of um, abandonment and rejection and you might not have her to ask, I want you to know, because sometimes we blame ourselves and we wonder, it's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. It's just, you know, these things happen. And sometimes women, because of the shame, we're not, we're not aware of it. Some women will resort to anger and hateful words and bitterness and you'll feel like, and sometimes some of those bitter words are projected at you and telling you, you know, you're not wanted and things like that. It's not your fault. Her ambivalence, the things that she went through is not your fault. If you're that woman that went through this and you're worried now and seeking to connect with your children, it's not too late to work through it and to heal and to begin to build secure connection. And I hope that if you're listening and you need healing, that you'll get, you'll find the space to heal because it really does help and it changes, it changes everything. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story. Thank you for listening to Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. To learn more about Wounds to Scars and the work that we do with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse, you can visit our website at woundstoscars.com.